everybody, and welcome to episode 231 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and with me, as always, is my co- your co-host, Evil Jeff. Hi! I'm, I don't know why I'm using possessive pronouns there. Hi. It's Hi. good to use pronouns. It's good. And what, what are your pronouns, Brett? I'm he, him. Mine are also he, him. I love Ooh. people that get upset about that they think pronouns are not just a thing where people are like, I don't have pronouns. There were no pronouns in the Bible. And you're Literally, like, all right. You capitalize here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there is such a pronoun in the Bible. My God. I know. Oh, there's another one. They're like, there's no pronouns in the Constitution. And you're like, doesn't it start like with we the people? <laughs> Oh, stupid people. Fine. Um, speaking of pronouns, did you... And, and speaking of stupid people. Did, did you watch They Slash Them on Peacock? I haven't yet, but one of my close friends um, did the sound to it. So he oh, was really? describing this movie to me like eight months ago. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, so, did you like it? Did you think it was good? Or I heard it was, I heard it was, um, like people are like, oh, it starts off like, oh, and then once it kind of gets going, it's like, uh, oh, no. yeah, it's a little bit. It's in the middle of it. I found myself saying, well, it is Peacock. <laughs> it was supposed to be like an, a rele- a, like a full movie release. Yeah. And then they were like, no. I, I you know, I appreciate its existence, um, and there are great moments, um. But, you know, like, cute, I guess, is my review. Did you see the the Beast movie? No, but the I've pred- seen It's the Predator prequel, prequel. People are saying that's good. Well, it's just like, you know, if the Native Americans have not been enough, let's throw a Predator Wait, at them. That's called Prey, right? Prey, And then yeah. there's a different movie. Oh, not Beast. Beast. You're right, right. Beast is the lion where um, Idris Elba What's gets Beast? attacked by lions or something. Oh, that sounds good. Do you know? Do you recognize the girl from Prey, the uh, woman from the trailers? Yeah, she's the Legion, the twin. Yeah, in Legion. Yeah, what was her name? Carrie Loudermilk. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's stuff that's going on, but there's there's it's pales into comparison. Uh, oh, we, we're we're so living in unprecedented. What is going on? Unprecedented times, Brett, because there is a company that a merger happened, and they have done something that has never the fuck that has never been happened. That's never happened to media before. Discovery Plus, we all knew that they were buying out HBO and they were going to merge. But mm-hmm. I just assumed HBO Max is the good streaming service. It's the good streaming service. So I thought it was like, oh, we'll just add all the Discovery Plus to it. No. Uh, David Zaslav, the tr- crazy Republican Trumper, he is under the- Im- as Honey Boo Boo. Yeah. He's under the impression that Discovery is the prize- and he's going to use That's HBO Max as a bunch of tax write-offs. And the way to do to tax write-offs, when you tax write-off a failed movie project, it can never be released and it can never be shown the light you of day again. You can't make any money off of it in any way. You can't make any money off of it in any way. So that means he ditched the Catwoman movie, Kaput. I know that Supergirl movie is going to go kaput. Um, also, Wait, he you took mean Batgirl? Ba- uh, Batgirl. I meant Batgirl and then Supergirl. Yeah. Yes. 
Batgirl got Batgirl canceled. Batgirl canceled. Done. Michael Keaton, original Batman, coming back. Done. Gone. 90 million. No more. 90 million dollars. Already completely shot. Million. In the final stages of editing the movie, decided to cancel it, get rid of it, never to be shown the light of day. Not only that, they took off poor um, uh, audience getting streaming movies. Anne Hathaway's The Witches, gone. Forever. Never to be, you can never see it ever again. You can really? go online and try to find a DVD of it somewhere. What? Wait, why is that? Because they're taking, they've also taken down a bunch of HBO Max originals that oh, they felt weren't performing well. Canned. They're taking them all down also as tax write offs, meaning they can never be released or shown ever again. So there are a few shows in HBO Max that I'm very concerned about. And I don't understand if they're actual HBO shows and then you can see them on Max or they're Max Originals. I don't know. It hacks. Is that a Max Original? Hacks is or Max. Is that- hacks is HBO Max. Oh, okay. I highly doubt they're going to take Shit. the Emmy. If it's one Emmys, I highly doubt they're going to take it away. But right. Hannah Einbender found out on a live podcast with Bowen Yang was talking about it. And then you just saw underneath of the live stream going like, what? And he's like, Hannah, Hannah, call me. And then she's like, what's happening? And he's like, oh, yeah, this affects your show. Oh, fuck. Craziness. Crazy. Um, Crazy. The other two. Hands oh, off. God, please. They what? also took off. Um, granted, this is not gone forever because it's not owned by. HBO Max, but um, At Home with Amy Sedaris was taken off HBO. One of my favorite shows. Did you did you see the the kind of um, target audience segmentation that went public? Oh, oh, we'll, we're going to get to that because okay. this is horrifying. So we were like, "What's going on?" But then they had the kind of presentation of like, "Oh, this is what our goal is." The slide it is of like audience skew. The worst thing you could possibly imagine. First of all, David Zaslav, he is a trumper. He is very conservative. He also got rid of, I'm pretty sure he got rid of the majority of the people at HBO and replaced them all with white men. He believes the DC universe needs to, he does not want the DC universe to become all woke like Marvel, which is why I think he got rid of uh, Batgirl and he's going to get rid of anything that's um, diverse. So it's all just going to be white incel guys. Now, why would he think that? He blatantly tells you HBO is for boys because it's scripted. <laughs> because boys watch boys scripted. Like scripted stuff. And it's like action oriented where girls like Discovery Plus because it's comfort and it's reality and that's what girls like. What? Unreal. What? That is the most insane how that guy thinks. misogynist thing I have ever heard. It's Girls don't like DC. Girls don't like scripted movies. What bullshit is that? Every guy, every man don't watch reality show, huh? Brad, my favorite, like the gender yeah. ridiculousness aside, my favorite is there was like two other differences. One, HBO Max was categorized as lean in entertainment and Discovery Plus was categorized as lean back entertainment. <laughs> I was like, that is the shittiest. Go That's just the fuck yourself. corporate thing. I should know. And the thing that and the thing that's so insane is HBO has 
The thing that HBO has is a core audience that's obsessed with integrity. They don't, people that love HBO, it's because, oh, they're getting the quality shows. They're getting good directors. They're telling good stories. They're, they're getting good cinematographers. They're doing with Nicole Kidsman, for God's sakes. We exactly. <laughs> they're, but they see that Netflix is usually, other than like Stranger Things, it's usually like, badly produced wheel of time on amazon prime garbage apple apple's doing pretty good with their stuff but for the most part you go to hbo hbo for quality stuff and so you have these loyal loyal fans and he is just basically flipping them off did you see that thing where he put in our like these are the now the, the programming we have the behemoth shows like the Harry Potter universe and the mm-hmm. 90 Day Fiance universe and you're like those are not the two those are not comparable and I hate yeah. J.K. Rowling and fuck Harry Potter but you're trying to tell me that Harry Potter and the 90 Day Fiance universe <laughs> are on the same level go fuck yourself. <laughs> Like, they're just yeah, like, and we I mean, have other shows like Friends, Sex in the City, and the Property Brothers. Fuck the Property Who gives a fuck about the Property Brothers? Women, goddammit. According to oh. oh, yeah, because, well, Sex in the City's on HBO. I guess that's all for men. Oh, it is horrifying. I want this to fail. I want Listen, this to crash and burn. Boys on one side, girls on the others. Run, run, run. Where do the gays go? Where do the oh. gays go? Oh my God. What is happening? Why are we. Batgirl's canceled. The Flash with Ezra Miller is not. I'm just going to force that down everybody's throats, everybody. Yeah. Open wide. Here comes Ezra Miller. Are we going to watch that when it comes out? I don't think I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll have there's a lot of trigger warnings involved. Yeah, but, like um, a bad movie. But yeah, there's um get it like, like a bad at, movie. This is where it's end stage capitalism. We are at oh, the part God. where it used to be oh to, for capitalism, there was always this idea of competition. These things are competing oh, the, against each other. The fundamental ABC, structure. CBS, this and the fundamental structure is the competition leads to things being made better. We're going to make the best show because then more people will watch us and we'll get more money. But end-stage capitalism is where everything starts to eat itself. And end-stage capitalism is like, wow, we can't do this continued growth forever. Actually, we could just do tax write-offs on everything. So let's just destroy all the good programming and just run away with the money and then take the money and run and just leave the streaming service as like a dead husk of a shell and let all the audiences be just completely um, fucked over. That's what's happening now. Everything, we are in the dark timeline, Brett. There... I think as soon as Trump Trunk Trump was elected, I think there is another timeline where Hillary was elected, the pandemic never happened, and you and me are just diving in a pool full of cocks where monkeypox doesn't even exist. <laughs> we are in the wrong timeline. We are. We are. And so is that does that mean that everything on HBO is just going to be blockbuster stuff that's then handed down onto HBO Max? Are there going to be any supposedly originals? HBO, not HBO Max, the HBO originals like Euphoria, Barry? I think it just like that. I think is an original Those HBO. Those will be on there. 
Those I don't think are being affected. Shows, I think they're like trying Euphoria. Uh, like the Game of Thrones. I think those ones by the regular HBO is I, I think they're trying not to touch that because that's their Emmys. That's their awards where they're getting their awards. But Hacks, I wouldn't be surprised if Hacks moves over to regular HBO. They're not going to get rid of that. But I, I just think it's all just going to go to crap. It's all going to go to crap. Is it? Are, are we going to have like a right wing entertainment giant now, like we have in Fox News? Like, is is yes? Uh, he wants it. Like he super wants right wing. He wants the DC universe to be like the, the white wing. The DC universe could be like. He has said that he wants he wants the DC universe to be something that conservative viewers can watch and enjoy. Sure. Gross. So. Um, why can't yeah, we so do that I with hate Marvel? Because it's too funny. Because it's too diverse. Well, it's because oh, we have a Muslim. <laughs> Done. <laughs> You're can't out. Do that. I mean, we just had breaking news on the Marvel side. Shay Coulee from Drag Race is going to be a part of uh, Ironheart. Ironheart. I swear to God, if she just is like a drag queen at a bar that she shows up for one scene, if she's like Shea I'm Coulee, going to be very like- pissed off. Ironheart walks by her and she goes, hey, baby, or like something trite yeah, like that. Yeah, give her I'll an actual pissed. part. Otherwise, stop right it. Right now, it's a mystery role being described as a mystery role. Also, do you know every freaking article I read about it, The same, they say the same thing. They speculate the same character. Is it the gay, the drag queen X-Men character? Yeah, Dark Vale. Again, that's, but that's literally because it's such a drag queen. Can you imagine if it's like the first actual Krakoan X-Men to show up is going to be Dark Veil? That would be insane. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate it, but it would be insane. Um, that would be funny. Anyway, uh, HBO is going to garbage. And also, we're going to talk later about other things. Watching, um, we... We're going to talk about two comics that have adaptations, film at TV adaptations being made and how successful they were at that. And so I'm not happy with some of them. Oh, oh you can so, hear it in your voice. Spoiler. Um, but I am happy with another one. So, oh, okay. Uh, we'll see. But all of this is depressing me. Can we just talk about X-Men? We sure can. Hit the music. I want your X. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's talk what about, talking about Legion of X first because it's sure. not connected yet to. Yeah, it's not part of um, the event. The, uh, yes. Judgment Day event. Judgment Day. AXE body spray. All right. So this. But big, big reveals in this issue. Big reveals. Also, still. Just too much is going on. It's a dense book. It's too much going on, and it's not necessary. I feel there's interesting plots where I'm like, just do that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this uh, Zen, the, the the weaponless Zen, yeah. I'm just like, th- let's 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 lean in on that because she is one of my new favorite characters. Let's just concentrate on her getting tail fucked by Nightcrawler. Okay. They went like that's what I want the whole thing times in one night. I easily could have filled up a whole book. Yeah. God, this Kurt. Who 
So in the beginning, this short person that like accidentally killed his wife with his mutant powers. Mm-hmm. What were his mutant powers again? I forget. Oh, I forget too. Something smoky, gassy. No. Yeah, and he for some reason he's watching the evil switch god locked mm-hmm. in a jar. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, you can't trust him, right? So he gets his head. It looks like a purple armed thing. Do, who do, do we, we find out who I, that is? I have a speculation about who this is. I think there's been panels here and there about one of, you know, Legion's got all his other personalities locked away. There's been background stuff where a figure is like trying to, you see a silhouette pressed up against yeah. a wall or somebody's pounding. I, I wonder if this is one of the leaked, like the, the persona that wants out. Oh, Okay. I wonder Maybe. if it's one of the original ones. Or is that the god who's revealed later? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, first I saw purple arms and I was like, Thanos, Sim. Thanos, Purple Man, um, Joker. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Nightcrawler's fucking. Um, and apparently, uh, Xavier, I also really oh, like the Xavier Lord. stuff because it's yeah. really just showing Juicy. Xavier for like what a manipulative little shit he is what a son of a bitch he really is oh i and never call people son of a bitch but he is a son of a bitch sometimes yeah and basically he's like oh my god david you're so dramatic oh my god everything oh my god why oh, are you acting wait, wait, wait. it's basically like gaslight gaslight girl boss gate gatekeep um, more than more than moira even and yeah meanwhile he's like kane would you shut your trap yeah. And, but of course he's missing an eyebrow. Of course. And Legion's like, oh, then why are you missing an eyebrow, bitch? If you, if you have control over it. switch didn't did enter yeah. your body. Yeah. Fuck you, bitch. And Xavier's like, oh crap. Um, and meanwhile, Warlock even talks to Legion. Like, yeah, I think Xavier's. I love shady. Warlock in this scene. This was my favorite scene in the book where Legion yeah. is just like, what's up Warlock? He's like, What's up, cell friend? Did you have a good talk with Xavier? <laughs> what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like we bring he's like, say, hey, sorry I told you about your, you know, your dad being dead. And Orlock's like, no, I appreciate that you told me. Thanks, man. Yeah. They're they're relating. Wow. And that's the thing is Legion is kind of kind of just gaining trust with everybody everybody's losing trust with um xavier and starting to gain trust with legion and because there was a future thing where he's leading the council i have a feeling at the end of um immortal x-men or whenever it gets to xavier's i think he's going to be ousted I think that's oh. going to happen sooner than we think. I think Xavier's going to be ousted sooner than we think. And pictured... I think Xavier might turn into a villain. Ooh, like Moira? Yeah, I doubt he'd be on the same side as Moira, but it would be interesting to have like him as a villain. And there would be a small faction of people that would follow him. Because I got to tell you, Magneto right now, he is on such a hot streak in terms of being a hero. We saw him leading the team in X-Men 97, the cartoon coming out. We're going to talk about what happens with him later in X-Men Red. Yes. Which I was very confused by that, so we'll need to discuss. We will. The, twi- the twist at the end, I was like, I don't understand how this is happening. <laughs> we will. We will. Meanwhile, okay. Switch escapes and bamf, goes, bamf. It, it goes into Blob, which I love seeing kind of like a powerful Blob. And, and Glob Herman, not Blob. 
Right, right, right. Glob, glob not Bob. Blob, mm-hmm. glob. Not Bob. Not Bob. Either. Glob. Glob. Um, yeah, and Glob's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know Glob can do any of this stuff. He's shooting wax at people. And here's my question. It goes into Chamber, and Chamber fries um, Fabian Cortez, it looks like. Is that who gets killed? Oh, I'm not sure. Because in the beginning, it looks like Fabian Cortez, because he was on that team. If you look at where Glob is shooting everybody, you see, um, what's Mushroom Head's name? Dr. Nemesis, Nightcrawler, Chamber, and I think that's Fabian Cortez, are all kind of huddled together. But then Chamber gets taken over and blasts, and then you just see a crushed, like a... Oh, like, like you just see, I think that's Fabian Cortez is dead again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> again? <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Um, But then Switch takes over Nightcrawler. And I was a little confused originally about, like, why was Nightcrawler this, like, white boy? Yeah, I don't know. What was that about? Is that the real Kurt Wagner? But the real Kurt, are you saying that the, or is it like who he wishes he was? I don't oh, like this oh, idea no, no, of sorry. like. Isn't that Switch? Isn't that Switch's body? Oh, is that Switch's body? Oh, yeah, okay. I, think that's I was Switch. just a little confused. Yeah, yeah, by that. yeah. Is Switch someone that we originally knew? Yeah, Switch was on the new X Men when there was a lot of them, a lot of squads. Oh, okay. Was he depowered? By any chance, was he depowered? I'm not sure. I wonder. Oh, all right. But then the reveal, the god is basically like an amalgamate. We kept thinking it was Loki because of the horns, but it's basically just- He just like, has Loki's hat. It's just like all of them all combined together. Yeah. And he was he's like some weird Frankenstein of gods created by, and we didn't see this coming, Aura Serata, the one who put us on the mission to find the god. Hmm. Wonder what her motivation was. Yeah. But she got punched in that big eye real hard in X-Men Red. Yeah. Yeah. She's not doing too well right I was now. like, ow. I was like, ooh, have you ever been poked in the eye ooh, or punched in the eye? Ooh, that's what that feels like. Can we also talk about the note Professor X sent to Kurt and the post-it that Kurt sent back to him? Oh, God, Yes. Um, basically he's like, I know that you feel that you're the police and you're doing a little religion thing, but we are the ones that put people in the pit. So any detainee, you have to bring back to us and on it, just like, oh, request handover detainees. No, just no. I miss you too, Charles, more than I can express. That was shade right there. Oh, shade. Of like, I don't know who the fuck you are anymore. Professor, forgive brevity. Things remain V busy. Yeah. He's like, I do not have time for this. Woo. Who so knew there's Kurt good things rebel? happening here, but there's still like too much happening. And yeah. I need they to, them to simplify it a little bit. Yep. yep. But I guess yep. my question is, why are they wanting to kill Weaponless Zen? Like, what was her crime? What are they mad at her about? Or is this just the orb being like, you know, too much? Like, I, I, What was that? Um... I'll have to go back and reread. Is it something to do with the fact that she's weaponless and they like want her out? Uh, but she's always been weaponless. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just sick of it. I don't know. I have to go. Maybe back they read. knew. Did they find out that she fucked Nightcrawler and that's why they're mad? Maybe. 
I mean, because again, she fucked him like six times in one night. Word yeah. travels. Anyway, let's talk about Immortal X-Men. Okay. Oh, God, what an issue. Hello. And that's what the an thing issue. is, this is covering stuff. I was like, what is all of this stuff with like... um. The Crusades and stuff. I had to go Wikipedia and I'm like, oh, this was all part of this was Exodus's. all part of Exodus's run. His like origin. I did not read the X-Men in the late 90s when all this was happening. Yeah. I had a little bit of the Acolytes, but before Exodus showed up, I read. So I did not read any of this where he basically, is that his lover, King Ar like, is that King Arthur? No, I don't King know, Arthur. But I got a vibe. But King Arthur is in Otherworld, and I felt like this all seems very connected somehow to Otherworld in a weird way because of interesting the time periods. Anyway, yeah, we it feels like we're just putting like we're stuffing it with more filling and putting a nice glaze on Exodus's pre-existing origin. Yes, in this issue. Uh, he had a run-in with a few people who we know. First of all, they show him as a knight back in the day, walking through the desert, and he encounters the Phoenix Force. And I got to say, I've never seen the Phoenix Force standing on two hind legs like that. Yeah. It's creepy. It was weird to see the Phoenix Force so humanoid. Yeah. And it is fascinating that in that original run, where in the past, Cersei is in that run, too. Stop. Yeah. Because he encounters Cersei right after the Phoenix. So they're kind of like, oh, perfect. Uh, Exodus has a whole history with Cersei hundreds of years ago. What a perfect time to revisit that since now they're at war. So I was yeah. like, it's just like, wow, these people are doing their homework. They're yeah. doing their homework. And I appreciate that because we're going to check people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's incredible um so he's got the run-in with cersei when she's pretty young i was surprised to see an internal looking young it's like so do they age slightly or do they just update their look yeah i'm not sure because i always thought that they were born fully grown but i'm basing most of my stuff from the movie and then we're recapping the unimind attack on the krakoans on the quiet council mostly yeah, we get to actually see the we get to see the battle. And basically it seemed that what was Xavier doing? Like he was holding off one thing. Yeah, he basically was defense. And then Exodus and Emma and Kitty. And I'm sorry, Hope. Kitty. Hope. Hope. Kitty. <laughs> Kitty doesn't have psychic powers. I was flipping through pages and looking at Kitty when I was talking. Um, yeah, Hope is the flaming sword and Emma is the diamond shield that our knight Exodus is taking into battle with this dragon. Love it. Love it. And once again, they always bring it up being like, as much as, you know, as much of a badass she is, in the end, Emma is a shield because she is always protecting the children. Please, oh, the children. She's a protector. We have this great psychic engagement plan data page that combines that those narration pages from Kieran Gillen's Eternals with our data pages from this age of X-Men. Yeah. And I think I saw an article that said that that's the binary translation of like lorem ipsum filler, <laughs> filler text. <laughs> Great. But it's wild. Yeah. Basically, that, this is like Exodus is a badass and he got through the Unimind. 
Yeah, I mean, he is. The thing is, is he is Omega level. So it's good to show people like if you're Omega level, let's fucking see it. Let's see it. And he shows it. It's really cool in this issue how they they adhere to his his faith, his religious roots. You know, he never loses his faith, but he loses who he has his faith into. Yeah, he always has to have a God to worship. Yeah. And right now he's moved it on to hope. He's not that trope, that trope of like the knight who lost his way or, oh, I'm so, I threw down my shield. I, I, I renounced my ways. Like, he's just always like, okay, who's cool? Yeah, I yeah, think it's kind know. of like, I have this ideal. Who is the person fighting for that ideal now? Right, who exemplifies oh. that ideal? Oh, it's you. Plus, there's the connection of him having that Phoenix Force vision so long yeah. ago. But is Hope still connected great. to the Phoenix Force? I guess the originally the Phoenix was created like her. Spark. Wasn't that spark happened so that the Phoenix could come back to her? I think so. I always look back. Phoenixy. What do complex. you think would have happened if that was Jean Grey? <gasps> I wonder how different things would be because that wasn't that the original. I think, plot I think Hillary line? Clinton would have been president over Trump. Oh, that's in the good the 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 good time. That's line. that was the determinant of the good timeline for, versus the timeline we're living in now. But also, we're living in it because also we're in the timeline where we like Rachel and Hope and think they're cool characters. Oh, okay. So who would have thought that would It's not all that bad. Yeah, but it's definitely the reverse timeline. (laughs) We like Rachel and Hope. Let that show you that nothing is right. All right, let me calm down. The next issue on this is super religious. Yeah. Um, I also love him using that telekinetic punch because in it, I believe Exodus does not have Omega level um, telepathy. He has Omega level telekinesis. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's able to shield. Didn't he fly into the sun and he's just like shielded himself? Yeah. Yeah. Which can, is that, I feel like heat transference and telekinetic shields. I think there needs to be more um, information on that because I was like, hmm. I don't know if that would work, but then again, I'm 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 talking about the scientific validity of a telekinetic shield, so I'll so, just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, just go with it. You'll be happier that way. All right, but I love this about... huge punch that he throws. Oh, I like love the huge guy. punch cool. at the end. And next uh, issue in Immortal will be the Black King, which I'm interested Ooh. in hearing his internal because I want to know what his real plan is. Is he really tamed by Emma, or is he still plotting to like get revenge? Plotting. In the but preview art for next issue, he's yeah. raising a glass. I mean, come on. That's and a scheme if I ever saw one. I want to raise another. So now we're, let's talk about X-Men Red. Fine. And before we get into this, trigger warning for genocide. Um, Seriously. And this is like, I think this is a good book. If this was the first time they decided to genocide X-Men. Can right. we stop genociding mutants? And I get it where they're like, oh, there's too many mutants. We need to get rid of them. Let's just genocide a whole bunch of them and use it as a plot point so that we don't have as many mutants to deal with. You know what else you could have done? Not made as so many mutants to begin with. Why did you create Araka with all these mutants just to genocide all of them? 
It's almost as if they were created for fodder for this event. Exactly. And I that I I call shenanigans. I don't like that. It bothers me. I don't like creating a whole race of new people and then just mass extinctioning them. I will add that if we're going to go this route, the the response must be so sensitive. This can't be the mutants then going, they'll never get away with this. This is this is like the sin that everything the mutants have created was built to protect themselves against, like this thing. Yeah, the mass and there's, killing of mutants. And there's like a countdown clock because uh was it Uranus? Yeah. Has only an hour to do this destruction. And it really reminded me of that sentinel going and attacking Genosha. Yes. Where you just slowly over time seeing like more and more people dying and the numbers dwindling. It yeah. felt very similar to that. Like, look, it's just like that. And I'm like, maybe is isn't one Holocaust enough? Why are we right. doing two? It's this just was, this was more horrific than we anticipated. This was on such a bigger scale because he had all these monsters teleporting in all over the planet. Like, I thought this was just like one big dude who was just gonna run no. around and no, like it was like a like full-scale annihilation. It was horrible. The thing that I do like is... Um, uh, what's Iska's... Uh, Iska the... Iska the Unbeatable? Iska the Unbeatable. Unbeaten. Unbeaten. The Unbeaten. Um, she is Ugh, what she useless. Doing? Well, she's useless because <laughs> in the end, she cannot help you win a war. Because if you are not winning the war, she will just switch sides. So she is a useless piece of garbage. Um, so she immediately kills the this poor uh, person on the counselor who tells the future. First yeah, of all, she has her tongue she has her tongue cut off by by Tarn the Uncaring. First, and then she just fucking gets her head chopped off by oh, Eska. Yeah. So I have a question. So Iska then is taken off the board by Nightcrawler, and they fight over the ocean and whatnot, and then. They say, like, after Iska, you know, beats Nightcrawler or whatever, I took it to mean killed. But didn't Nightcrawler teleport to Krakoa in the main book, in the main event book? Didn't Kurt, like, teleport back into the Quiet Council and was like, oh, my God. I think after. I think after. Because he brought Cable with him. Or no, 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 no. He No, no it was after. It was like after everything. But does so he Kurt die in this? Die- they they suggest they say something like Iska beats a Nightcrawler or something. I have to find the words. Oh right, but they don't show it. I have a feeling he just teleported yeah. away. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is Agent Brand is on the Eternal side. Right. So I find all of this weird. Where it, it seemed like she died as well. So wait, but they didn't the show it side? because she's on Orcus's side, and and the Eternals teamed up with Orcus. I wonder if they left her out of that. I'm curious. But she's in the... I, I, that is true where she's not... They, you don't see her in any of those meetings, but she's technically one of the big guns. So I am, I, I, I'm interested if she knew all that and was like, oh, let me just die with all of you and then I'll get resurrected and that will be a good cover because then my cover won't be blown. Oh, but the whole no. entire sword ship was blown up. And I'm like, is that really helping your... You're caught like I'm curious of like I need to see like I kind of want her to like show back up and be like, what the fuck is going on? And then Myra's like, hey, actually, I'm the Krakoan asset. We don't need you anymore, bitch. Yeah, it's interesting in the in her death scene 
It says Abigail Brand tries to avoid the resurrection protocols. She fails. So it's not like she was fighting. It was like she was just trying not to die. But then she gets killed. Yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't exactly fighting the bad, the eternal, you know, to your point. But that's the thing is with Iska, I'm just wondering, can't you just always say, <laughs> can you just always do the sunspot thing with her? I think so, right? I so she's just like, I'm going to kill you. I bet you're going to kill me. And I bet your head won't explode. <laughs> I mean, I bet you can't die right now. You just you like, I mean, get down with the words I bet. I bet you. Yeah, right? Hey, I, bet I you. heard a rumor. <laughs> I heard, yeah, right. Anyway, this is just brutal. It's it's, it's well written. Sad and, yeah. It's well written because it's it is well very gripping. It's very good yes, action. It's exactly. very horrifying. Which is part of the effect, why it's so brutal. Because it's um, so well delivered. And I love these other characters. And luckily, it looks like they didn't die. The one that terraformed Mars with all of the microbes, that yeah. council guy, along mm-hmm. with uh, the guy that just kind of, does he just create metal like out of his body? He was oh, like yeah, shooting. That, yeah, love him. And then Magneto was using Lucas. that to kind of like come after him, like shoot at him. And he just fucking um, does a like a like a, an Omni Man Homelander fist yeah. punch right through Magneto. So I was like, shit, I guess you're dead. No. Because uh, then, you know, because he threw away his backups. So I was like, oh, here's another shit. thing is they show. And I'm wondering if this is going to be on Legion of X because Legion is like, come fight me, Uranus. And they go up. But then he just comes back and it's like, oh, he's dead. And I'm like, uh, we're, I'm assuming that fight has to be shown in a different comic because I'm like, I want to see that fight. Yeah, maybe the next Legion of X. Um, but here's the thing that comes down to it. Magneto does not die. He fucking nope. shows up. What? What is that? Is it a metal heart? What I, is I that? He's using his Omega magnet powers to keep, like, control the iron in his blood and keep himself circulating, circulating and together. Like, okay, just- yeah. I was just like, I mean, it was cool, and I'm like, yeah, but wow, what is happening? Yeah. I don't get what is going on. Yeah, he's holding himself together. I mean, talk about keeping it together. But it looks like there's probably only a few hundred of the Iraqi left. Oh, God, really? Yeah, did they say like how? Oh, oh, God. So 98% of all life. 98% 98% of all like oh in a 50 mile radius oh okay yes, I thought yes, that yes. was everything so that's why I felt no. like they just killed everybody <sighs> so that but that's the thing is it's pretty but it's it's pretty grim still it's really awful and it's like it's so it's always been inexcusable but it is it is the inexcusable with a capital I in this era so yeah, but Magneto, he's he's coming for blood. He's coming. Yes. He's he's it's the hour of Magneto is the next issue of this. So fuck the Eternals is my point. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. How dare they? Yeah, the Eternals are just full on the bad guys. I mean, granted, not all the Eternals are on Druid's side. So there are 
um, some Eternals are like, well, we're not on your side. So it'll be interesting to see how all this ends up playing out. Yeah. And we have all through November. Shit. Shit. Also, just real quick, would love to talk about X-Men House of 92, XCII. Yeah. Number three, because they did basically their version of Ten of Swords. Here's my thing. I think my problem with this is it's just too soon. I think think if this came out like... I get that. That's true. 10 years from now, you'd be like, oh, yeah. But I feel I'm like, this just happened. And now you're just like retelling it. I don't know. It just feels too... I'm just kind of like, why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I will say the thing that I do like with this Ten of... Because also the Ten of Swords thing where it was like, what was that character that was challenging them? Um that Tarzan looking guy who cares oh that in looks... this book yeah oh Archon a classic Avengers villain yeah so that was weird and yeah, and, um, and what's his oh Paul Marcus <laughs> on behalf of but, so yeah. instead of Amenth it was Paul Marcus and if you die on Paul Marcus they even carried this thing through that you come back changed in the resurrection and here's what I liked and this is what I liked is Beast is like, I need to save everybody. He shows up and immediately gets stomped to death, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. But then he comes back as Dark Beast. Pretty incredible. That was pretty smart. That was pretty good. I like that. That made it all, that saved it all for me. Yeah, that was pretty great. Uh, It's just such a hilarious book. They had a very female apocalypse looking version of Genesis, which I loved. Like just a dumbed down, simplified version of Genesis. It's Lady Apocalypse. Yeah. And I just, I don't know about the timing thing. I I see your point. It's also really funny that they're condensing this whole, like a whole year of House of X and three issues of this dumb book. Yeah, I'm just kind of like, what is the the point of this? Like, oh, why? what is the point to any of it? What's the point know. of life? What's the point of anything? What's the point of anything? Yeah. Um, that's why I like this book. What's the point of anything? <laughs> I love that they have got the villains who are fighting in the Ten of Swords um, retail parody. Can't tell. And one of them is Arcade. Yeah. You've got Sauron, Ms. Marvel, Juggernaut, Eric the Red, Archon, Lady Deathstrike, and Arcade. Well, Deadpool sort of is isn't is Deadpool in the, in the Pog Your Pog parody yeah. Brood Your Beauty. Oh, that's hard to say. Brood and your isn't brood. he like kind of making fun of Betsy's? Like he's kind of like making fun of Betsy. Oh yeah, about the body swaying. He's yeah. like, oh, are you still British in there? Oof. <laughs> Deadpool. Problematic. Problematic. Anyway, enough about X Men. Let's talk about some shows. Shows. Hit it. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Ah, oh, we have the return of one of my favorite shows. I think we should first talk about Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, season three. Harley Quinn. On HBO Max. <laughs> oh, we better enjoy this season. Because who knows if it'll ever come back. Because who knows if someone considers Harley Quinn for boys or not. 
Well, it has lesbian porn almost, and boys usually oh. like that. Yeah, I guess. Basically, when we left off, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy got together. So this kind of starts back up with them and their whirlwind, moving way too fast relationship. And the thing that I appreciate about appreciate about this book is it's still doing the jokey joke stuff. It's still doing the ultra-violent, campy, ridiculous battle scenes, but is also underneath doing some very good emotional character development. Yep. And the thing that's very interesting with this is we're seeing that Harley has got, like Harley basically was like, I don't need Joker. I can be fine on my own. And as soon as she gets with Poison Ivy, she is turning back into She's this back codependent. To, oh, I'm here. I'm here for the person This I codependent Ivy. person that can't be, yeah. It's, and I find that, and Ivy's kind of like, ooh. ooh. And I find it's very real. Like they're having very real problems and real fights that is like i'm just like wow this is like relatable like they're having like, like everyday real world fights among this, this ridiculousness about, like destructive patterns of behavior self-destructive patterns of behavior yeah um, you see them on both sides because this season really does seem to be an exploration of their relationship at first anyway um and you just you see a lot of destructive behavioral patterns things they can't escape which just feels very relatable yeah. <laughs> Very relatable. <laughs> and I don't even know how much I can even go into. The only thing is I'm missing um what's the mental guy? Oh, Dr. Psycho. He always was my favorite. Dr. Psycho was just so fun. Did he get killed at the end? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I just his presence is missing. Yeah. But this just has some great being. gags. Bane is hilarious. Hilarious. Um, Clay, what's his name? Clayman? Clayface is hilarious. Clayface. The whole thing of him accidentally getting Billy Bob Thornton killed and he has oh to my like God. now be him convince, in a movie. He has to convince James Gunn <laughs> that he's Billy Bob Thornton. Is that really James Gunn's voice? I think so. The, I love it. Is that really Billy Bob Thornton's voice? I don't know. I would love it Why if it was. It be? Uh, and it's, it's just great. so it's- crazy, though, thinking about we have Harley Quinn uh, DC Universe because they're kind of making a whole DC Universe. We also have the Titans DC Universe. We also have um, the the what's the one with wait, what's the cartoon one? Is that Young Young, Young Justice? Young Justice. Were all of those characters in that? We are also getting a new Joker with Lady Gaga, and it's going to be a musical. It's a musical. Yes, this literally is like. There's too many incels liking this. How do we ruin it? (laughs) Which I'm all here for that. (laughs) But it is fast, and but then there's like Doom Patrol, which kind of separated off into. It's just so weird where Marvel is like we're all together. DC is like no, we're gonna do all of the same characters, but in each of our own shows. Like Batman, just different versions of them show up in all the other ones. I find that very interesting. Well, that is one thing we didn't mention in that whole David Zaslav nonsense is. We have a. Te- we're going to put a ten-year plan into place. I'm going to build a team, and we're going to take the Marvel approach to movie making. I, for one, cannot wait for that to not happen. <laughs> well, also, but people don't realize. Like it's not do you also realize we are in like 
Avengers sadly was the pinnacle of the superhero time. I think we're in a down and a decline like of interest. Returns. Yeah. yeah, we're in a decline interest of the superhero stuff. So they're like basically like, oh, we're gonna do this thing 10 years too late. Like you're too late, bitch. It's too late. People are now they're not invested in superhero movies. They're invested in this big broad narrative that is the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That's what they're following. And I think the new stuff going forward, people are interested in more like I mean, the only thing is they are interested in more like happy stuff. So I think if you were doing like a golden age Superman, but they're not gonna do that. They're they're gonna do the Zack Snyder depressing Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nobody give nobody wants that anymore. They're gonna probably want to do the people do. They're probably going to want to, they, of course, the, the incels and the conservatives and the losers. They're going to try and do the what's what's the what's the dark dark universe in DC called? That whole plot line. Vertigo. No, no, no. The one where it's like Joker decides to switch to Superman and kills Lois Lane, and then Superman turns evil. What's that whole oh, universe injustice? called? Injustice. I have a feeling they're going to like try and do that. That's what they were supposed. That's what they were gonna do. Oh yeah, I have a feeling that was this the whole day, part that was. If out anything, if anyone's thing. cheering, this Zaslav, whatever his name is, I'm sure Zack Snyder is cheering in his boots. Sure. I'm sure Zaslav love. Are they're probably jerking each other off right now? Ugh. Oh f- fuck yeah! Listen. Anyway, but Harley Quinn is amazing and great. It's great. And so is uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol. I love Titans too, but if that got canceled, I'll survive. But it's if been on Doom for a while. Pa- and Doom Patrol's been on for a while, so if they cancel, yeah. I'm like, I feel like we got a good run. Thank you for but the But if years. they cancel Peacemaker or Harley oh, Quinn, I'll be very upset. Oh, we'll see. It seems like nonsense. So who knows? But I want to now talk about an idea of We have an amazing, award-winning, fan favorite written by some of the most esteemed, like considered the most esteemed comic book writer of all time. And then it being and then it being made Rob Liefeld um, and then it being made (laughs) into a television show now. I'm talking about two people. All of that applied to the same two people. And I'm talking about Brian K. Vaughn and Neil Gaiman. Hey. I am someone. Did you read the Sandman comics? Here and there. I never I read that. a little bit of it because read, of Tori like, Amos. Yeah, I read Death, um, the cost of the high cost of living, which I believe had a foreword by Tori Amos. Of course. And that's the thing, because I listen to Tori Amos, and she always puts Neil's name in her songs. Me and Neil be hanging out with the Dream King. That is literally a line about Neil Gaiman and Sandman. So I was like, I need to read this. But at the time, I was reading X-Men. And so I was reading that. I was like, oh, this is a little too froofy, flowery, flowery, froofy for me. Mm. I'm not into it. So I couldn't get into it. And then years later, I was like, I need to read the Sandman. And once again, I got a couple of issues, but I was like... Uh, I just feel it's a little too heady for me. I feel like I've read more Sandman adjacent things and I've read. Yeah. And I think because I was trying to read it in order, I think I just got a little too overwhelmed. Um, So I only have read a tiny, tiny bit of Sandman. So whereas Paper Girls is one of my all time favorite runs of a comic book ever by Brian K. Vaughn. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so I just had such high expectations of it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Why the last man. Yeah, exactly. Paper girls fail. Like it's not great, right? It's not good. And I think some of it is because they strayed from the source material. But I, and I also think, what is the reason they strayed from the source material? Because I, I will tell you this, every, every TV show, you have to stray from the source material a little bit. But what is your reason? If your reason is, hey, this does, would only work in comic format, it wouldn't work in TV format, then it usually turns out good. However, if your reason is, hey, you know what? It's too expensive to have all these dinosaur pterodactyls. Yeah. So we're just going to get rid of that whole plot line. Yeah. That makes it bad. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. It's all budgetary lesser. Why do I want to see a lesser version of it? So it seems like instead they're leaning into, at least I'm three issues in, three episodes in, they're leaning into the relationship between Aaron and older Aaron. Yeah. And that is... So not a big thing. And I, I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm a little further ahead. It's not, but then it's, they're, they're really, I won't just say, but they're really leaning into them relating with the older versions where right. they do meet the older versions of themselves, but it's, they're not sitting there having long exploration of drawing conversations and not, you, you know what I mean? And I'm all for character development, but it needs to be character development helping move the plot along not we're just going to stop the plot and suddenly have us just sit and have a long conversation about our personalities it's just it's just not it it's just not working and also ali wong sorry go back to doing your stand-up because you are not (laughs) good yeah like i think that's the thing is the book was so emotional it succeeded in its emotional moments and it just doesn't feel like the show does. Yeah. It also, it also is like overdoing like the character says a few anti-Semitic and anti-gay things, Mac. And then they're like, Hey, don't do that. They're just having her say a ton of anti-Semitic and racial and anti-immigrant stuff, which I get. That's how she was raised in the time period. But I was like, you don't need to like, you're good. You're doing a little, much like you're just making her just very unlikable and they're just i i decided to go back and reread the first 20 issues after watching the first six episodes and i was like oh yeah and i'm reading back of just like yeah there's no re the only reason i can see of them changing all of this was for budget absolutely for budget and and, been- and 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 it's missing the charm there is a charm yeah. in paper girls that's that you're just like wow this is so cool and it's just dead it's not it's just there not there and the other thing that would have helped the budget they needed better sci-fi the other thing watching it with joe because of course joe is like a director and storyboard artist so joe is basically a cinematographer my fiance um for cartoons and action sequences and he literally is like oof He's just like, he's like, this is being, he's like, and he talked about the idea that he's like, there's an amazing thing where all of these are being written and directed by women. And he was like, I'm going to prove something. And he looked up and most of these directors have never done anything before. And Mm -hmm. he's like, these poor women are being set up to fail 
because they have not done anything this big before. Of this scale, yeah. And they're being thrown into an action thing. And 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 the thing that I was like, at, at, at that point, every, every second needs to be storyboarded. And I think they just throw these directors in there and they're just like, oh, I guess just do a shot here and do a shot here. And mm-hmm. with the sci-fi action, every second needs to be storyboarded because it needs to be a visual experience. And they're like, no, no, but we're going to have them sit there and talk and it's going to be like an emotional drama. And it's like, nope, this is a time travel action yeah. TV show. You have to deliver on that as and well as the emotion. What made the book great, and I don't mean to be an originalist, but what made the book great is there's so much crazy sci-fi, unexplained, random stuff that happens long before you get into the meeting of the future selves. Yeah. And that set the tone for the book. And you knew this book was going to be this kind of weird, like, land of the lost, kind of bouncy, like, really weird adventure. But instead, it's just like, oh, here's me at 40. Yeah, and there's basically there's a, a future, there's a war between the people in the future and the people in the far future. And in it, the people in the far future, because it's so many thousands of years later, they do not even speak a language that is at all understandable, but they have translator things on them. But the people in the distant future all speak in a different weird dialect. Mm-hmm. That's still kind of English, but it's just the euphemisms have changed so much that it's very difficult to understand what they're saying. And they and I thought that was so cool. And they just erased that out of it. And everyone just talks normal, which I was like, oh, they're just taking all of the fun little charms of it and erasing it. And I feel like, well, Jeff, you watched the original. A lot of people didn't watch it. They can just enjoy this on its own. And I'd be like, no, I think people watching this on their own will probably be like, why is this kind of boring? I just kind of don't care. Yeah. And it's, you know, when I say like, oh my God, Paper Girls is the best. And then somebody watches that, I'll have to be like, oh, well, I don't mean that. And that's the thing. Brian K. Vaughn has really bad luck because know what this really oh, reminded no. me of? The Runaways. And why? <laughs> and why The Last Man? Runaways, like Why that. the Last Man being... I will say this, Why the Last Man was still sticking to the plot, but just yeah, not yeah. doing a good direction of it. Um, Runaways completely decided to not have them run away and focus on all of the parents. And I understand there's an idea of like, we can't just have a show about kids that aren't famous. We need to have like, um, we need to have like a star. We need to have like, oh, let's put Ali Wong in there. We need something to like drive people to come and see it. Right. But, but it's like, okay, you can do that. But then as a very small, small, small side plot. And that's why Stranger Things worked is because they threw Winona Ryder in there, but she was not the star. She was like a side plot. It was about those kids. Yeah. She was still the hook, though, at the time. She was the hook that brought them in. But you know what? Ali Wong is not a Winona Ryder hook. Do you, No, no way. Do you remember that scene in Stranger Things where Winona Ryder looks at Natalie Portman? She goes, did you suck his cock? In Stranger Things. You said that was in Stranger Things. Isn't that Stranger Things? No, that is... <laughs> Yeah, Natalie Portman made a brief cameo at Stranger Things. That is Black Swan, you fucking That's asshole. Black you Swan. Know That's that. Black Swan. You know that. I love that part. Oh, God, I love that part. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. Yeah. That's oh a great line God. to just say anything. If you ever talk, to just be like, did you sleep with him? Did oh, my God. Did you suck his cock? Did you suck his cock? 
She has a new horror movie coming out. Winona Ryder? Yeah, it looks really good. I just saw like a trailer for it. It's coming out this month. It's called like, oh fuck, I can't remember the title of it. Basically, and there's two plot. There's another horror movie with kind of the same plot where her and her boyfriend go to an Airbnb in a cabin and there's already a couple there. (gasps) And she goes to sleep, but the, her boyfriend husband is still, no, it's just her boyfriend. He's still awake and just really getting along with the girl. And when Winona Ryder wakes up, the other, the the boyfriend of the other girl, he's like, they fucking left with us. They left together. <gasps> no. And then she just goes on to live her life. But then weird things start happening and she starts trying to figure out like, wait, I think he's like just gone. <laughs> like, where is he? And who was that woman? So that oh seems God. interesting. So like he was kidnapped maybe? Oh, who knows? Oh there's another God. one where there's just a girl goes to stay at an Airbnb, but the guy who plays Pennywise, what's his name? Oh, yeah. I did see a trailer for this. Um, he, Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is there as well. And then, but then it's like, go ahead and stay here. And then she like wakes up and he's not there. And there's like a basement and like a dungeon room. And oh, first yeah. of all, she's like, like she's like, what's here? What's here? I'm like, all right, I'm already like, who who the fuck would go? If I see a scary basement, I am not. That's a nope. That is a nope. <laughs> oh. But it looks very scary. That looks scary too. So that's my, that's the 2022 trope is Can the, up. Oh, two people have the same Airbnb reservations. One of oh, I killer. love that. It's so, it's so of the moment. Um, t- Can we just veer into two horror movies really quick? Sure. Um, I saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies last Oh, night. I want to see it. Don't give anything away because I do want to see it because I love me a murder mystery. It looks like a 10 little Indians, like people just start dying one by one. Is it like it that type is. of thing? It yeah, do it. not tell me any spoilers because I love that shit. Okay, I liked it. And oh, okay. we'll talk about it after you see it. Oh, okay, and okay, okay. Nope. Can we just do a quick, what'd you think? Oh, you finally saw Nope. Nope. I did. I put it, it's at number two. It's not as good as Get Out, but it's, I liked it better than Us. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I yeah, yeah, I liked thinking it. About it. I like it because it's very different. And I think if you went into it with the wrong expectations, you would hate it. And I think a lot of people were going into it wanting some crazy, violent horror movie. And this is not that. This no. is not that. This is more the idea of like man versus nature in a weird way. Because um, I think it's like the way it has the way the TV show with the monkey and then them with the the alien yeah. is kind of a that. Lot of predator prey. Exactly. And that's yeah. what it was telling the story of. And also Kiki Palmer, give her awards for that. She, she was, was so. She was fantastic. She was so good. She was so Good in that. Oh, and that new guy with the the, the Latin actor. I've I've, oh, I've looked Brendan at his Instagram. Oh, he is so fucking it. hot. He, he is, is and he does thirst trap hotter. central. Hotter yes, than he who? does. Hotter I think he's who? hotter than Zac Efron ever was. Do you I, understand I, me? I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. No, he's so hot. Also, is oh my he god, gay? I couldn't believe it. No, he, he gives off a bit of a bi vibe for me. Ooh, he does. It's the mm. so <sighs> hot. He's so hot. Um, a lot of it was about spectacle and turning trauma into spectacle too. Yes. Like how Stephen Young was like, they were like, but what was it really like to be in that chimp attack? And spoilers about Nope, by the way. Um, or as I like to call it, Sky Jaws. Yeah. 
tell what really happened in that chimp attack. And he was like, oh, if you really want to know what happened, you got to see that sketch on SNL starring the Chris motherfucking Katan. Like, it was like, hey, you just you just turn traumatic things into this anecdote. My friend auditioned for the dad that gets killed by the monkey. Oh my God, what a horrific and scene. He was, and I went to see it and he's like, I auditioned for that part. I'm so upset. And then I just remember, you look too young. Oh, oh you know, I'm Ron. You met Ron. Yeah. Uh, I was like, you look too young to play that part. I was like. <laughs> oh, Ron was going to play that part? Yes. I was like, oh, you were too young. Too young. Because he's just very young for his age. And so I, so then he saw the movie and he was like, oh, okay, I feel better now. But he knows that guy too. He's like, oh, I know oh, him. Weird. Um, well, but yeah, that's interesting. Was, he was very murdered. Yes. Oh, so horrifying. Good Lord. Um, but yeah, that movie, I was just like fascinated and I felt like I was, and this is where I felt like I was just watching something different. Like you're watching a director tell a different story that I felt has not been told before. And that is what I want in my movies now. I don't want the same cut and dry, unless I'm watching a romance, I want the same cut and dry plot and I want a happy ending. Yes. But if it's like, oh, I'm going to tell this new story, Jordan Peele is like telling stories no one's ever told before. And that's a beautiful, amazing thing. I walked out and my reaction was, oh, it wasn't an Aliens movie. It was a monster movie. Yes. And then and then got into a little bit of a debate with my husband about, well, then what's Alien? <laughs> like, oh, shit. But it just really felt like this was more, like you said, man versus nature, predator, yeah. prey, monster movie. It wasn't like a whole society, you know, or like Aliens. It was very different from that. And I think that's what turned people off is because... It's always about expecting one thing and getting something else. I think everyone expected like close encounters of the third kind, but but scary and murdery. The only thing I did not understand is the older filmmaker was like, yeah. I need to get this shot. And then he gets eaten. And I was like, yeah, but then you don't have the shot. Yeah, I didn't understand I thought, that. I was, I was like, trying I, to process that in the moment. Did and he I just thought, kill like, himself? Like, I just did not get it. I didn't get it. I thought that the um, thing would spit the camera out and like that's what he was counting on. That's how I yeah. justified it in my head. Let me put it that it, way. That part just seemed a little, it was like, all right, that. Yeah, I was sense. like, that was a little self-destructive dude. You're like, I know, I'm going to run into its mouth. Okay. But so, also, go ahead. I was going to say, I was just going to sum up, like for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, yes, Nope is about an, a UFO. And big spoiler, everybody. The UFO itself is the alien. It yeah. is the monster. It it's like a huge stingray. People. It's like a huge stingray. Yeah. And it's, if you get sucked up in it, they cut to a moment. And this was the part that killed me. Oh, it was so amazing. They had people like in a fucking esophagus, like being eaten to death, being digested. Yeah. Ooh. I found it strange though. I was interested. I was like, oh, I'm surprised they did not show um, Stephen Yoon. In that in those shots, yeah, yeah, I found that as an interesting choice. Yeah, it's probably his choice. Um, like I'm not getting in that thing. What but also, um, uh, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya play brother and I sister. I also love a brother and sister. Yeah, like relationship in like an action sci-fi horror. Like you don't see that as much. That was a beautiful relationship. And also, the father was Keith David, and Daniel Kaluuya yes. was doing a Keith. David impersonation. Yeah. And it was brilliant. It was like, yes, you are his son. You are talking just like him. He's such a good, I mean, he won a fucking Oscar, but he's such a good fucking actor. Ah, everyone's so good. 
Everyone, Everyone is, is so, so good, good that like just what, what it reveals itself to be is so good. And a lot of the art direction and design choices, particularly at the end, I thought they were incredible. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. When it starts beautiful. like changing shapes and stuff, it's it starts gorgeous. flourishing and changing shapes. Yes. And it was so weird. Again, more spectacle. Oh, so good. I just love Jordan Peele movies because you're in the middle of it. You're like, oh, this is what I'm watching. Yeah. There's always that tilt where it like we just reframes everything, and you're yeah. like. My only problem is there are a few moments. This is my one issue with the movie. They did not nail down enough because the whole thing was called Nope. So these people were like, "Uh oh, this thing's coming. Nope, not doing that. I'm out of here. But then they were like, oh, we need to like we have we can get proof of this. But then it got to the point where they're like, we're risking our lives to get this proof. Why? Why? Yeah. And then they they switched to. We got to kill the fucking thing. Yeah, but then, but in the end, even then, Kiki Palmer's like, "Oh, I have to get this Polaroid of it. Oh, I have no, to get exactly. this Polaroid." That's, just, I mean, that's like one of the best points of the movie is that it was all about getting this shot. It was about getting the proof so you could put it online and get famous. But I Not- think that's the 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 need for them to be famous and rich from it. I wasn't to save the farm, <laughs> literally. That, I know, but it was like they kind of just mentioned like, oh, I'm selling some horses. I just felt they needed to nail down like we're taking like Stephen Yoon was like, we're taking your farm tomorrow and you're going to lose everything unless yeah, you can yeah, pay the mortgage. Like the, yeah. I needed the stakes to be a bit higher. They were just like, oh, it'd be nice to have money. Let's die for this. You know what I mean? I was just kind of like I would have run away. I would have done a nope. I'm out of here. And I just wanted a little bit more motivation of why they were risking their lives to do this. That's my only complaint. And it's a very small complaint. It's the same thing with us. The reason I did not, I had a problem with us is the underground doppelgangers made no sense. Like it made no sense. I was like, like, it just didn't make any sense. My whole thing with us is they, like they probably showed it and people were like, okay, the underground thing, like, so are you saying there's like an underground (laughs) of everybody and like, where the fuck do they live? And so they put up a stat in the beginning of the movie that's like, the United States has this many miles of underground tunnels. No one knows what they're used for. <laughs> like, I feel like they added that stat very last. They did, did but then also it made it even less believable because they drove hundreds of miles to go on that vacation. How did that family go from where right. they were hundreds of miles away and show up in just like that same day? No sense. Made no sense. All right, I, anyway. do, I do love it though. But no, oh, the action part of it, all of the other parts of it is great in the movie. All right. So we talked about, about Jordan Peele. I was talking about how re- making TV shows like Paper Girls, people are failing. However, I was pleasantly surprised with oh, Sandman. Oh, Sandman. But I will it, tell you, they put some money in this. There's sure some money did. in and it. And it felt and looked like Sandman. It, yes. It, it felt like I was watching a Vertigo comic. <laughs> it, it had the vibe of the comic. It had the vibe of like Neil Gaiman. It had this goth vibe. Tom Sturridge looks exactly like Morpheus. I'm telling you, there are a bunch of 12-year-old budding emo goth girls where it's over for them. Oh, it's over. This is their new god. Oh, yes. This actor is going to be on posters. <laughs> He's the new all- person. It's the new Robert Pattinson. I am telling you, they there is 12, 13-year-old girls that saw him naked in that in that little bubble, and they're like, 
what am I feeling right now? What are these tingling feelings inside of me? What are these feeling stuff, Lord? And why am I suddenly buying this like Susie and the Banshees album? Like what's happening to me? It's really fun and it's just all, visually gorgeous and fun. It's I like who it. else, you know, who else is having a sexual awakening and worshiping him? This you? 40 something <laughs> gay man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there room for two in your glass sphere? I know. And as a ginger, Oof. the idea of like a super pale man Oof. being sexy, I love it. I'm here for it. Oh. I'm here. His body is ripped. It. And I, I oh, saw him gorgeous. perform up close and personal. Where? At the public. Oh, just like shopping? Uh, no, I saw him perform. It was a show where Jeff and I sat in the fourth row in that intimate little theater. And it was two monologues. The name of the show was Seawall um, slash A Life. Tom Sturridge performed Seawall, a 45-minute jo- Like monologue. JoJo Seawall? <laughs> See wall. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not see what. Um, he performed a monologue called See Wall. And then Jake Gyllenhaal came out and performed a monologue called A Life. It was the show where we were 20 feet away from Jake Gyllenhaal. And he delivered the whole monologue into our eyes. Tom All right. Sturridge, he walked to the whole space. Jake Gyllenhaal held his position for 45 minutes and looked right at us. All right, so here's the deal. Tom Holland, you went backstage to get autographs, let's just say. And Tom Holland was there too. You know, oh because he's friends with Jake Gyllenhaal from Spider-Man movie. Quote. And they were, all three of them were like, we want to have a threesome okay. with you and Jeff, okay. your husband, not me. And, but you can only, but they're like, but we don't like each other. So it's, you have to pick one of us. Oh my God. Who's it going to be? Ooh, that one's tough. That one's tough. I I think it's going to have to be Tom Holland. Oh. <laughs> Still going for Tom Holland. I think so. Although Tom Sturridge. It's an, it's There's something new there. Tom Sturridge, you're ripped and gothy. What else has he been in? The only thing I know him from is that play that I saw at the public or that terrible movie that was a um, follow-up to Nightcrawler. It was like Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, same director. Oh, right, Velvet right, right. Buzzsaw. Oh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Everyone says that's terrible, but it looks so fun. I kind of want to still watch it anyway. Terrible. But everyone says Don't it's bad. Don't get sucked in. Don't get sucked in by the trap. Because doesn't like, have Tony Collette and Jake Gyllenhaal. How can yes, that be bad? And it looks like it's so much fun. And you, then you watch it. You're like, how is this not fun? <laughs> Damn it. It's a real letdown. But you know what isn't? Sandman. Sandman. Fantastic. Great performances. Great effects. Tone and mood, exactly what you expect. Tom Sturridge is Morpheus. I can't wait to meet the other Ds. We have the Brienne of Tarth and and <gasps> from of Star Wars fame. She's Lucifer. She's Vertigo she, Comics Lucifer. For fuck's she sake. is Lucifer. Taron Egerton is going to be in it. Wait, he Malfoy. Is. Yes, Malfoy. He is. He's listed in the cast. I mean, Malfoy too. Malfoy from Harry Potter is Corinthian. He's the one Corinthian without the eyes. That's Malfoy from Harry Potter. Isn't that crazy? I totally thought that was the dude that played um, Donald Pierce in Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like skinnier. He got skinnier. But no, it's Malfoy. 
there's a lot of Harry Potter people. There's a lot of Game of Thrones and Harry Potter people in this. Because in the beginning, we see the the dad. Um, um, what's his name? What what house of Cersei? Cersei's father and uh, Peter Dinklage's father. Yeah, Ned. Yeah, he's like the main guy in the beginning. Um, from Harry Potter, Lupin seems to be the son that has oh. the ruby. And as Jolie Richardson, I'm such an asshole. I was like, I saw that actress and I'm like, she looks just like Liam Neeson's wife that was murdered. Like Jolie not murdered, Richardson that died. That? Who is she? Jolie Richardson. Who was she in the in the sh- in the show in Sandman? She plays the. Um, did you did you watch any more? Did you just watch the first episode? No, just the first. She's Ethel, like older yeah. Ethel. Oh, but it was awful because I was like, "Oh my god, that's Miranda Richardson." I thought she was dead, and then I was like, "Oh, it's her. It's her sister." <laughs> oh, I miss Miranda Richardson. Sorry, sister, but yeah, it's just it's just very beautiful, and it's, it's simple. It's it's, it's it's simple. It's just kind of like humans wanting to grasp at power. These the endless are just these these and manifestations of dream, death desire all delirium, of these different delirium who is Toriamis? that's Toriamis. he based Wait, it off of what her. oh he based delirium off of Toriamis. no it's just her character right? when he created her she looked he made it to look like Toriamis. he's the godfather of her children of me you haven't seen before. by the way i am almost complete at um, perfecting precious things on the piano. <gasps> I've been practicing while I've had COVID. For a month, I've been practicing precious things on the piano. And I'm at the very last part with the nine inch nails and little fashion panties stuck inside the heart of every nice girl. That part, I'm trying to do that. Ooh, but I'm doing it powerful. at like at like one eighth the speed and I need to yeah. get it at full speed. But yeah, I'm really into this and I'm really happy because Paper Girls was such a letdown. I'm really into Sandman too. I'm I'm excited for it. I really am. And I have a feeling people, just me going on TikTok, people are kind of, this has a Stranger Things like appeal of like people are, it just has like a visual appeal that people are going to get into. And I think it helps that Neil Gaiman has been a part of this the entire time. Yeah. I mean, the Sandman is, there was a time where the Sandman was it. Like, oh yeah. The Sandman was the, was the hottest thing going. Oh, yeah. It was just like, if you thought you were cool, you read Sandman. You read Sandman. You read Sandman. You listened to Susie and the Banshees. Mm -hmm. And Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Or Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. That was your life. It was the mid-90s. We were happy. I mean, we weren't. We weren't. We thought we weren't happy, but we were. Right. We really were happy. We didn't realize how bad it was going to get. <laughs> we didn't realize how bad it was then. Oh, I know. Just happy. <sighs> oh, dear. What else? Is that everything? That's it? That's it. Well, thank you, dear. And thank you, dears. Coming up soon. Is it How many more weeks before She-Hulk? <gasps> uh, what Two? is it? August 18th. So we've got 11 days. Woo! For this day of recording. Oh, my God. So in a week. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us for the ride. Hope you're watching Sandman. Uh, If you watch Baby Girls, let us know if you liked it or not. Um, And let us know what you think about the whole X-Men Eternals battle that's ensuing. Are you liking it? Are you kind of like, oh, not another crossover? 
what are you like? Yeah. And I would tell you this. If you uh, turned on Netflix and turned on Sandman and saw a naked man in a bubble and you were like, I need to see more of this. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that makes you queer. Goodbye. Bye. Good dreaming. Oh. Uh. Bye.